Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. As we look, this is together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We always focus on marriage and relationship issues. And so I picked out a scripture verse that I really thought would set up today's conversation as we talk about roles in our homes. We've got guests with us in the studio today. My super duper secondary best friend next to my wife, my big sister, Sue Wilson, and her husband, Jeff Wilson, who's had incredible influence on my life. These two very special people joining us for an entire week in sunny Florida, escaping the frozen tundra, as only everybody wants to do all the time because of the incredible weather here in Florida. But before we get to them, a verse of scripture, Martha. I'm ready. Ephesians 5, 22 through 33, missing just a couple of pieces in between there. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church. And that's the part that I heard growing up. I mean, I heard that growing up all the time. But you never heard the rest of this stuff. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. Yeah, that part I didn't hear growing up. And it goes down to the end, and it says this. This is Paul writing to the Ephesians. This is a single guy writing to married Ephesians, people that lived in Ephesus back in the old Roman Empire. And he he said this, So this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular 
love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. You know, Martha, for years we've been promoting the book Love and Respect because those concepts, learning those concepts in our own marriage made such a huge difference. Yeah, and um, earlier this year, we had the privilege of doing several weeks talking about that book, Love and Respect. But the bottom line is, is it's what Scripture says, and God God knew what He was doing when He designed us, and He had a perfect plan. And understanding the concept of loving and respecting each other is huge in your relationship. And uh, we just really encourage people to really understand that. Number one, to read the scripture for themselves. Like you said, you never That's heard right. Don't take the my end. Word for it. Well, but not even just that, but you know, you never heard the following verses. You just either for whatever reason at the time when we were being raised, we just heard the submit part and people really focused on that. But understanding the the dual relationship that, that God has given us and the fabulousness of that. Well, and that's and, a word, right? And let's clear up that misunderstanding because, I mean, it made, you know, in the 70s and 80s during the women's lib movement, which has now gone way beyond crazy, where now women have equal rights to everything. That's right. You can go on the front line of combat thanks to women's lib. That's right. You've got it all. You wanted it all. You got it all. But really, it... it Nobody really understood what it was talking about because it focused on wives submit to your husband instead of the part where it was husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church. Well, if that's all we've got to do, no problem. That's super easy. Just love your wife like Christ. <laughs> I wish people could see your eyes because, of course, the sarcasm is in that. Well, and-, and it's what's amazing to me is that if husbands would love their wives like Christ loved the church. No woman on earth would have a hard time showing her husband, submitting to her husband and showing him respect. That's right. I mean, it just, it comes well, hand really, in hand. looking at what Christ did for the church, um, laying himself down for her and all of the love that he gave to her. It just, that exemplifies if that's what a husband is supposed to do, then um, our relationships would be so much more solid. Today, the conversation is going to be kind of a little bit different for all of us, Sue, Jeff, Martha, and and I, as we talk about our roles within our workplaces, because we, you know, we all have different positions where we're in charge of things during the day. You know, Jeff, you've got, how how many customers do you get to see during the day in your service bay? Probably about 30. 30 customers. And and you're really, everyone is a new relationship because you're sometimes a repeat customers, but you have to treat all 30 differently. Correct. And Sue, you're a leader at work yes, during the day. You've got mm-hmm. how many people down line from you reporting to you? About 30. Okay. But at night, no, all of a sudden you become wife instead of boss. Absolutely. You never, it, you never struggle with that, do you? <laughs> Actually, this was a topic I suggested because it is something that I have struggled hugely with. How do you make that transition when you leave the office and you had a tough day and you've made probably two or 300 decisions and then you come home and you need to actually be a partner to the person that you love and that you've spent your life with. And how do you transition to that to make sure that I am loving on him and respecting him and respecting how his day was? And we have to figure out how to kind of make it through every single evening. You have to work on this every evening? Marriage takes work every single day. (laughs) No, no, it doesn't. It's easy. Every day it's easy, right, honey? No, only on the days where you don't see each other if you have a meeting or something. No, it takes a lot of work, but it's worth it so much because once you figure some of these things out and get into a good um, routine, per se, and understanding how we work together, 
God can do amazing things. Isn't it exciting? We're on vacation this week, but this is we're, we're doing a live show today. We're very excited to do this live show today. Yes, because we, well, we always love our guests, but we, we especially love these guests. Well, we do. Well, we're stuck <laughs> with them, though. Honestly, we're just stuck with them. Yeah, and we're also going to go to dinner with them afterwards, so it's date night. That's right. Free plug for Rivers. If you want to get an autograph signed by your favorite radio talk show host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, meet us at Four Rivers in South Tampa. We'll be there right after the show. <laughs> And I'll be the guy with the burnt, and, no, no, I'm just the moist brisket. Oh, yeah. and the side of the beans. Oh, man, I You've can't hardly. Really, right, okay, about okay, it. Enough, enough about food. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the wow brick. We've been talking about it for months. It feels like months. I'm not sure if it's been months, but we've been having. Oh, speaking of months, it came from mtlmagazine.com. Yes, it did. And they gave us, well, just describe what we. All right, so they gave us a WOW brick. It has the WOW 2016 CD, so we're very excited about that. It's all the latest, greatest contemporary Christian music. From 32 top artists. And then there is a CD from each one of those artists, so a total of 33 CDs. And yes, all 33 are still intact. Jim kept, you know, saying that I was tempted to... I had to put a force field around it to keep Martha from taking one. Oh, but it's on my desk credenza at my work, and I look at it every day. Well, many of you have seen that picture on, on Facebook. I posted it. So anyway, we... We did a contest on Facebook and encouraged people to like our page and to enter the contest. Too late for you to join now. Yes, at midnight last night, it picked the winner, and it was like the close of the... of the uh, Drum roll. We need a drum roll. There you go. That's Ding! that's an excellent drum roll. So the winner... Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Oh, no chicken involved in this one. Wow CD Brick is... Cheryl from Largo. That's right. Cheryl from Largo. Thank you for entering everybody. We'll get that. Yes. Thank you for all of you. We're going to work with some, with mtlmagazine.com to give away some fantastic gifts this year. Make sure you stay tuned, listen in every day and check us out on Facebook all the time because we always have new announcements out there of what's going on in our world. Maybe we'll get to, well, you were saying maybe they would give away free cruise tickets. No, I'm just kidding. No, they won't do that. But they do have a cruise coming up in April, so you can check that out on their website, mtlmagazine.com. That's right. That's right. So listen, congratulations to Cheryl from Largo. We will get the WOW CD brick out to you next week because we're on vacation this week. <laughs> Made you wait. <laughs> do not look in your mail between now and Saturday. It's not coming. But maybe we'll even deliver it, hand deliver it. That'd be kind of fun to meet one of our our listeners. I'd love that. That'd be great. All right. So let's get back to our show. We got my sister, Sue Wilson, and her husband, Jeff Wilson, in studio. They are, they've been married. You guys have been married, let's see, 1982, 34 years this year. It is. Wow. 34 years. So, Jeff, I don't know how you did it. Hey. Oh, sorry. Just kidding. (laughs) You crack yourself up. I do. I crack myself up. Just so all you listeners know, I have been putting up with him for almost 50 years. That's right. But I've been putting you up for the same amount of years. Mm-hmm. I was first. Mm-hmm. And you had to change diapers. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. I like that. All right. So we're going to talk today with my sister and her husband, Jeff, and my incredible wife, Martha, and I. We're going to talk about marriage roles. Roles because we all have different roles during the day. Like Jeff's not the main boss during the day, but he comes home at night and he's the spiritual leader in our household. And Sue's the boss during the day, but she comes home at night, and according to the scriptures, she's supposed to allow Jeff to lead spiritually and lead in his household. And Martha and I are both bosses during the day, and Martha's been a boss during the day, but at night she comes home and she lets me lead. And so how do we? How are those roles different during the day versus at night, and how do we pull it off and how do we make it work? 
in two successful marriages that have lasted us almost 30 years and them uh, going into their 34th year. So, but first, let's just talk today, you know, as you look and look to the new year, and we're going to have a very special show on Friday. Don't miss it. Our New Year's re- year in review, but not year in review 2015, our year in review 2016, all the things we accomplished in 2016. It's a very interesting approach. But as you look, Sue, to this new year, and of course, you'll get to spend New Year's Eve with me. So it'll be very exciting for you. And, and our mom and dad's in town, too, as well. How do you, as you look at 2015, how has Christ made a difference in your life this year? Boy, I feel like I've grown a ton this year where I have spent time really trying to listen, which means I have to be quiet. And that is not an easy thing for me because I love to talk and I love to be active. And so for me, it has been learning to listen and really finding time to just be quiet so God can speak into my life. And sometimes that's at my desk. Sometimes it's at nighttime, bedtime. Sometimes it's first thing in the morning. And and sometimes it's right in the middle of a meeting. To just be quiet and say, God, breathe into this because I need to hear you. I need to know what you would want me to say or do. And the meeting interruptions with prayer are very, very good. Because often I'll find myself going, I'm sitting having a conversation with a small business owner trying to give them advice. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to tell this person. Lord, what am I supposed to say? That's really been good for me. I really like that. But it's hard to do. Well, it's hard to get my eyes off myself, yes. Jeff, talk about 2015. As you look at your year in review, and we're not quite there to the end, but we're pretty stinking close, and you're going to be on vacation for a couple of days, so you know, not likely going to change a lot. How did Christ make a difference in your life in 2015? I think the biggest thing for me was uh, that he's my guide and also my refuge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is there uh, showing me what is what is right, what is wrong, which direction to go. Um, but he is also there uh, to comfort if uh, when I need him, not if, when. Hmm. Martha, what about you? Um, I think that the biggest thing this year is just really learning um, to get out of my comfort zone and to allow him to stretch me and show me what he can do through me if I let him. What about you, Jim? You know, I just have really, and and I've said it so many shows, I've really enjoyed our devotion time together that mm-hmm. we started in July. Mm-hmm. I really have enjoyed that. I mean, I have also enjoyed getting up and really being judicious. This year, 2015, I decided I wasn't going to read the whole Bible through, that I was just going to read the New Testament, Romans through Revelation four times, so that I get a better handle on on the the epistles of Paul. And because I've really, that's, if I, there's ever an area of scripture that I'm weak on, it's been that. And I have really enjoyed that. I'm almost done with Revelation. I'm thinking like chapter 15 so I can get it done in the next three days. But it is, um, I've really enjoyed that. And I've enjoyed getting up at six and getting that done so that we're ready to go to work by 7.30, quarter to eight. And, and it's, it's good. I like it. It's been fun. That's awesome. All right. So decisions during the day on their own, you, we all make decisions during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all got people we're responsible to, and we all have people that are responsible to us. Jeff, you're not directly in control of your mechanics, but yet you give them a lot of direction when you take, when you write out the service that's being done on a vehicle that's coming into your, uh, your bay. And you've got a tough job because during the summer it's hot and during the wintertime it's cold. Yes. <laughs> now, understand if you just were, if you did that in Florida, it would just be hot. Yes. Hot and hotter. <laughs> hot and hotter. Hot and hotter. It would be hot, hotter, and then during December, it's supposed to be cold. Well, it's supposed to be 60, 
Anyway. All of the visitors are really happy that it's a beautiful week this week. Yeah, and it's yeah. beautiful because we're here. Oh, that's Yay. right. That's right. So, Jeff, how do you balance your roles? And you're going to get interrupted by a station uh, by a break. But how do you balance your roles during the day where you report to people during the day and yet you direct people also? And when you come home at night and you have to corral my sister who <laughs> and, and lead her. I'm fortunate in that sense because I can leave my work at work. Um, sometimes I come home pretty keyed up and uh, it, it's always been a struggle for me to leave that at work. Um, but it doesn't always happen. Um, I guess our, our favorite time of the day, or she tells me anyway, is when I leave work at work, but I tell her the goofy story of the day. Well, you should so, really write a book. Um, he should yeah. write a book. And, yeah. and you know what? You don't have to do the writing. Get a digital recorder <laughs> and just record it. And I've got guys that'll write that book. Cute. That'd be great. But it's seriously, got... that would be a that would be a great. But just like mom should have written the book on the funny substitute teaching stories that she had yeah. that we'd shared every night mm -hmm. at dinner for 17 years. Seriously, she should have written that book. Absolutely. Hey, you're listening to I Work Rim together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha. And we're joined by my sister and her husband, Jeff and Sue Wilson, as we talk about our roles during the day being different than our roles at night and how do we reconcile those and stay happily married. And now celebrating the new year coming in with the snow falling. Out. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe the snow's falling in other parts of the country, but it's not snowing right here in Florida. No, it's hot. But I won't rub it in too much because it's awfully nice. It is Florida. beautiful. That's right. People know that, though. If they're listening and driving around, they probably have their windows open today. Convertible tops down in the back. That's I right. think it's awesome, just so you know. Really? The snow? Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> or the weather. The beautiful weather. Good. 85 and sunny. Why don't we just switch places for a week? I'll do your job for a week. You do my job for a week so I can stay and play in the snow. Fine. Fine. I can do it. I can't do your job, so we can't do that. <laughs> he could pretend. I could pretend, but it, it, I'm guessing that you'd be fired if I did your job for a week. Yeah, pretty sure. Yep. <laughs> Let me think about that. Yep, I would be. Nope, you'd be. That's right. Okay, so we're talking about decision-making because we all have different roles during the day, and we go home at night, and we have to take different roles. And Jeff, you were saying right before the break that you, you most of the time don't take your job with you at home, but... One of the things that Sue says is one of the fun parts when you tell her the funny story of the day, and you have told some amazing stories, uh, of which none of them are, well, we can't really repeat them just because we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings on they bought a car that they needed so much work on. But when you go home, you've got my sister who's been driving the truck all day long, and she's got people underneath she's her. She's not a truck driver, though. Just but clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> just for those that don't understand. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no. Keep I was going. trying to. I was trying to think of something funny That's to say okay. about I was that. Thinking like, about who's driving a truck at Menards? No, <laughs> the orange store. Okay, so okay, but Sue's running the rule, the roost all day long in, in the operations side, the finance side at the at Crown College, and so she's used to being in charge. And you have to come home and corral her, and yet lead her spiritually. Has that ever been a struggle? Generally, no. Uh, we see eye to eye on, on many things. And we work together as a team. Uh, I'm fortunate in that way. Um, so it, it hasn't been a struggle for us, although at times it is, yes. So, Sue, what about from your perspective? Has it ever been a struggle for you? Absolutely, because there's times when I make decisions a lot faster than Jeff does. And he thinks before he speaks. He thinks before he speaks. <laughs> yes, that's, he does. Okay, it's, it's that's something a better I'm, way of saying it. Yep. He, he does. I, it's one of those things I envy about your husband. He thinks before he speaks. 
But so sometimes I'm I get anxious because I'm already ready to make a decision and he needs more time. And so I make decisions all day and I'm listening to people and taking in information. But I ultimately am the one that makes a lot of the decisions. So it's hard for me to sit back and let him uh, take the time that he needs in certain cases. But um, one of the things that he does is he balances me really well. And he can get me to strip away the emotion of certain decisions that we're making and help me see things through a whole new set of eyes, a fresh set of eyes, and in most cases, a lot wiser eyes than I am on my own. Wow. So, Martha, we're, I know I'm, like my sister, super strong personality come home. I do like to make decisions. I like to ready, fire, aim. Mm -hmm. All my friends think that's funny when they describe me, ready, fire, aim, Jim. And, And sometimes I'm accused of having my filter being broken. Is it hard? Because you like to think about decisions. You and Jeff are actually similar, similar. in that yeah. way. So you yes. like to think before you make a decision. And we've learned a little bit about that, about each other. Certainly in the last 10, 12 years, we've done a better job of addressing that. But is it hard? You, for 10 years, were a boss on your own. You didn't need my input. Sometimes you would come home and share things and you're like, but I don't really want your input. I just want to share those things. <laughs> That's another topic for another show. That's yes, another topic for another show. Yeah, that's right. We should talk. No, we shouldn't. All right. So is it hard to come home? You know, we're working together during the day where we're really co-equals in the workplace. You let me think I'm in charge, but really you're running the operation side. I'm running the consulting side. How is it hard to shift roles for you? Um, There are days that it is. I definitely um, do like to be analytical or look at the details, I guess, is a better, I like the details. And I like to think about how the decisions that we make have long-term effects, who they affect, how they, it affects them, you know, and you're like, let's just do it or whatever the case might be. And, and so sometimes um, I may ask a lot of questions and we're not really ready to make the decision at the same time. So I think that is very similar to Sue and Jeff, but at the same time, I know that you are a very wise man and you um, have the ability to analyze things and look at things from your perspective. And we have the ability to talk through what we're doing or a direction that we're heading. And um, I do trust your discernment. So we balance each other because we look at things incredibly different. We even add two and two differently to get the same answer. That's just how our brains are. But um, God allows us to see each other's perspectives. And um, But ultimately, there are some days where it is hard to say, okay, I, I that's a good decision. Um, well, but if you yet, ever give me that face, okay, I'll go along with your decision. Then I know that I, should, <laughs> I just need to slow down and it's probably not a good decision. So it's, it's good. You've done a much better job in the last 10, 12 years of communicating your desire to be more involved in the decision instead of just let me make it. Yeah. Um, I think that when I was younger, I would be happy with you just ordering my dinner for me. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. There was just a different approach to life at that time where it was like, I didn't really always need to make the decision. And I think the more that I've grown in business, I see that I'm able to make the decisions. So it's harder than to balance when is it my decision to make? When is it our decision to make? And when is it that I need to um, set back and let you make that decision as a leader? And so those are all things that the more I've been forced to make decisions in the business world, 
I think that that's where some of that has come out where I'm like, oh, I can make that decision. I I used to be very slow to make decisions. In fact, I didn't even never want to make them. But some of our maturity as leaders Mm -hmm. uh, in our households and in the workplace helps us to understand when you should be making the decision, when someone else should be, and when you make it together. Because we have those relationships at work, too. And so Mm -hmm. I, I feel like the number of years we've spent together in marriage plus our work experience has really, God has blessed us to show us how to make good decisions in teams, when to do it individually, and when to submit and let someone else do it. Mm -hmm. Jeff, your role is the most unique role of all of ours. I mean, Sue's got direct reports and reports to the president of the college. Martha and I have direct reports, and we report to our business partners. You don't have any direct reports, yet you depend on them to do an excellent job so you get a good review. Right. So, And you report to people above you. How do you manage those roles? Because that's got to be a little frustrating. It can be difficult at times uh, when I've got, uh, I've probably got 25 different uh, technicians that work with me uh, on cars. And, and if they don't do a superb job, then it reflects poorly on me. And that's, that can be difficult at times. So I've learned to filter and ask questions and, uh, and give feedback when uh, I get something that doesn't seem quite right. Um, or to do do some more uh, exploring, bring in some help um, in order to because I can't figure it out. It's not my it's not my my expertise. So it's uh, I need to get help from someone else uh, to do that. That's worked well for me. And and I mean you've had a lot of years now to establish a lot of relationships of too. I mean so people now right. know you. They know that you're that when you make a commitment to a customer, they know that you're serious about it. I mean, you've, do you think you've had a positive impact on the car repair industry? Because it's not exactly an industry where people go, ooh, boy, that would I really love that industry. I think they're so easy to trust. It's a little bit like going to the dentist. Uh, not everybody likes that. Um, when you come, you always know you're going to You guys have an awesome dentist. <laughs> yeah. It's too far of a commute for us. Uh, but you also... Uh, people, when they come to me, they're spending money, and sometimes that's difficult. Um, sometimes they're spending money they don't have um, or that they don't want to spend. So it, it's a hard or a difficult line to to balance that. So talk to me about, Jeff, what is the, as we talk about conflict and resolving conflict, is you've got you know, type A personality or, or type, you know, well, you're at high I, high D, Sue. Correct. So, Jeff, you've had to live with, Hi, I, hi, D, and you're probably SC, I imagine, in there because you're soft and cuddly. That's what SC stands for. <laughs> soft and cuddly. That's what SC stands for. That's the, not the first thing I think of. Oh. All right. So, how do you, what, what do you find your biggest conflicts are with strong personality, Sue? Our biggest conflict is with our children. Um, how to uh, discipline, how to uh, sometimes, uh, I guess, primarily how to discipline. Um, the, I'm a black and white kind of guy and she has lots of gray and usually one of us has the right answer and it's not always her. It's not always me. We work together on that, but it's our children. So you felt the same way? Absolutely. Um, it it would be probably sometimes the male female where I, I feel with my heart. Nurturing. I'm nurturing the emotional side of me, that high eye piece comes out. When I am mothering and um, I try to soften things, I'm a peacemaker. I'm the middle child. 
So there's a piece of me that that um, really struggles with conflict, especially at home. Not necessarily at work, but at home, which is kind We've of We've never had a problem with conflict. We just can have conflict. I just used to tackle you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I used to pin him to the floor and shake my long hair in his face. Yes, but one day. Torture. He got bigger. between 11 and 12, she lost that battle. Yep, never I to did. be won again. <laughs> All right. So, Martha, our we, we look at, okay, I'm super driver but here here's the cool part is that you you have learned to defend yourself better in conflict in the last 30 years being married to me what do you think our biggest conflict is over i was thinking that probably in most recent um history it would be just over schedules i was going to say it was because i make decisions on scheduling without consulting you is that what you mean i yes because i'm making decisions for the two of us without consulting you that is part of it, or I make a decision and you have a um, a need, and I think some of it's the control, some of it is just that I am not a control freak. <laughs> yes, you are. All right, moving on. Okay, the next question. No, no, no. Oh, okay. You can't take yourself off of this one. But <laughs> It's not about, it's just an honest conversation, but just the fact that um, sometimes because our lives are so full, if we add something to that um to the schedule without talking about it with either direction that it creates conflict because we're just like, Oh, how can we add one more thing? Or, you know, and, and so it, it's definitely been um, the challenge for us. Do I let you get more say now than I used to? You used to just let me schedule all the social things. Just you do it. Yes. And I would still prefer that for the most part. (laughs) It's not fair. Okay, well, here's the thing, and listeners can hear, hear this, is that I don't mind being busy more than Jim minds being busy. Like, he needs his quiet downtime, and I love to be social. And so we've had to really learn in our marriage how to balance that, because if we both aren't getting fed, then um, there's there's a lot of trouble that can happen with that. Because if you Mostly I just get tired and cranky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, she didn't even argue with that. All right, so and when we look at our roles, though, okay, because this, so I would say that we, when our kids were at home, we also struggled with that role of Martha was much more full of grace, and I was much more black and white, and I was much more reactionary, much more reaction, much more, um, but I'm just going to, you know, put out punishment now instead of wait till later and torture our kids by making them think about it. Like mom used to say, hey, when your father gets home, <laughs> yeah. I know they're listening. Hi, mom and dad. Uh, so it is how how do you work through that conflict then when you feel so strongly one way or another? I mean, well, I want to just talk about that because we, we all have these different roles and we've got husband and wife roles. We've got um, mom and dad roles. How do you work through that conflict when you agree or disagree so vehemently? I mean, how have you guys found a proper way to do it? Jeff, go ahead. We're looking at each other trying to figure out who's going to talk. Go ahead. I guess... Over the years, I've learned that one of us generally has the godly perspective. And if you if you step back and look for that, then that helps with resolving conflict. I think the key there is stepping back. I think that's one of the things for us, too. It's um, sometimes we'd learn something or the kids would do something and we want to be reactionary or we want to talk about we need to talk about. Is this a big deal or is this? not what's the lesson to be learned or what is the focus need yep. to be here is it is it the curfew or is it the trust is it the whatever the issue might have been at the time 
being able to step back sometimes. And maybe our parents had some really good logic in waiting till dad got home because it wasn't necessarily dad dishing it all out, but they got a chance to talk and be on the same page. And that's the thing I think we've learned in the parenting aspect is that it's really important that we are ultimately united in what is happening in our home and how we're going to correct it. And I got a chance to place a uh, a, a well-proportioned paperback while waiting for dad to get home. What do you mean? So that when the spanking wouldn't hurt. Oh. <laughs> well, when your mom delayed it, you had time to I only, I only pulled it off one there. time. Got that it. didn't go so well for me. Yeah. But I do think that um, stepping back and making sure that sometimes parents need to take timeouts. So we would take time to just make sure we were on the same page. And, the, and that I really have never helps. acted inappropriately ever needing a timeout. Mm. I think you'd like to have a timeout. <laughs> Maybe you should have a timeout. I could have used some more timeouts. There's no question I had to apologize to my children way too many times for my behavior which was not good. But this thing, you know, that we all got books about how to raise our kids. And, you know, you guys both read the book, what to expect when you're expecting. And it was so sweet. Nobody ever wrote the book for how to deal with adult children. No. <laughs> no nobody ever still, wrote that book. We still feel like we parent our children. We parent them very differently. The issues are, are actually bigger today than they ever were when they were young. And when we thought, you know, safety and getting enough sleep and getting food and those things, boy, now we're talking about life-changing issues, spouses, children, grandchildren, uh, job changes, uh, making financial decisions that have long-term implications. And parenting your adult children through those things can be huge if you're not on the same page. Which was easier, Jeff? Teenage years or adult years with kids? I think the adult years uh, with kids is easier for me. Much easier. It's also very important to note that Jeff and Sue had a child. He's my he's my favorite, you know, one of my favorite nephews. He's just like me. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's not really fair to them. My sister would always say, you know, I didn't get a Jeff. I got you. So, and, but my, my nephew, Jacob, is awesome. But he's got as much energy and feistiness in me as I do. So it's just, it's hilarious. I enjoyed it vicariously. <laughs> watching them parent watching and, them parent me like you yes. know it was, it was great oh, that's a fun thing we love our niece and nephew yes and, we do and it i think that is one of the joys um actually in family when you're just talking about it is the fact that um in so many ways when we lived near each other especially yeah. when the kids were young knowing that we had a bigger united front because we all cared about the um, raising of all of our kids and knew that we could go to each other with how do we do this what do we do here you know I, I'm and and how just getting the feedback and things like that and that's really important for everybody to have um, somebody that they can talk to and outside of the marriage especially together couple to couple we have found that that's really helpful well, and we spent a lot of time on the road together I mean we, we drove to Florida I don't know how many times you know confining all eight of us in a small vehicle suburban or a minivan or a conversion van or a camp Camper, small camper. We, we spent a lot of time together. So we've been talking today with my sister and her husband, Jeff and Sue Wilson. They've been part of my, well, my sister's been part of my life my entire life. And Profound. Jeff's really been part of my life since I was in elementary school. I'm sorry, Jeff. And uh, one of my, my, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, sometime we'll talk about your dating years. Cause I really enjoyed those. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he was the only oh, one that enjoyed the early oh dating years. Oh boy, we had some fun there. All right, so we talked right before the break. We're going to talk about differing roles and how do we handle them because we've got, you know, in, in our 
household, it's I am the dominating personality. And so I have to let Martha actually get a say. But in, in Sue and Jeff's household, Sue's the dominating personality, but she has to actually let Jeff lead. And so I just want to talk about those different roles because during the day, some of us are leaders, some of us are followers. At night, some of us need to be followers and some of us need to be leaders. And it's, and how do you manage that and still stay married? We mentioned right before the break about the $20 bills, $21 bills. We went on vacation and we got this idea for some other friends that said, we hang $21 bills along the window. And every time your kid misbehaves on a road trip, you take one down. This is their spending money. This was their spending money when they got there. And you take one down. And for our... Oh, your oldest and my oldest, we would take $1 period in the story. They would, they would never misbehave again. In a 28-hour trip. In a 28-hour trip. But our second ch- children, they would take um, usually a few more reminders. two or three more reminders, dollar reminders. All right. So l- really, really quickly, you, you've set up standards. Your, your children, are they're grown, gone. All of our children are grown and gone. You've got a granddaughter who's three going on 17. Do you see any of yourself in your granddaughter, your good or bad behavior? Uh, absolutely some of each, actually. She's a reflection of her mom, which is a reflection of me. Jeff, do you see any of yourself in your granddaughter? Indeed. She's a great three-nager. A three-nager. All right, let's come to the end of another I Work For Him radio program. Hope you've enjoyed the conversation today as we just talk about roles and how do we handle different roles. Thanks so much to Ace Andrews for his great support today, taking all those phone calls and keeping us on time. What did you learn today about how you can make a difference in taking this city for Christ in 2016? You know, we talk today about differing roles, and and we often find that our roles at home and our roles at work, they conflict in our head. And sometimes we have to just, really a long commute sometimes is the best thing for every marriage as you get a chance to just leave work and and go and, and release it before you get home. But it is, we have to be intentional about allowing ourselves to live our God-given roles at home. And so there are some husbands out there that need wives to just take a deep breath and back down and let their husbands actually lead them spiritually. And there are some husbands like me that just need to back down, relax, and let their wives actually get a deep breath sometimes during the day. And, and but marriage is work, but it's good work. You guys would all say it's good work, right? I mean, it's, it's worth it. Absolutely the best. All right, it's, it's worth it. So don't stop working on your marriage. And if you're about ready to get married, it's work, but it's worth it. You've been listening to I Work For Him together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers and we own our own business, but ultimately, ultimately, I I work work for him. him.